0: The only journey is the one within. Raina Maria Rilke. Welcome, everyone, to my brand new podcast on voiceover journey to the mic with Mike Garcia. And this is a podcast that I felt like I needed to do because over time, we always hear so many fascinating stories on the person either in front of the microphone, the person doing the job, or whichever the case may be. But we rarely, rarely focus on the person that either does both things, behind the scenes, behind the camera, or behind the mic. Someone that either is a casting director or even a voiceover coach. Well, it's funny that I say coach because here with me, is a very, very special person deep to my heart and many other people. My very first, my very first. Oh my goodness, look at that. (laughs) (laughs) Your very (laughs) very voice mother. (laughs) My very first voiceover coach. She has been, and if you know her, you know her extremely well. She's been a voice for, oh my God, you can name it, Xfinity and Ikea, (laughs) L'Oreal. Vista Print, Google, oh my goodness, the list goes on and on, but it is a pleasure and a privilege, and I'm proud to announce my guest, Gina Scarpa. Gina, how are you doing today? Oh
1: my gosh, thanks for having me. You're always hyping me up. I appreciate it.
0: (laughs) Well, I actually did say this the other day. You are pretty much the gold standard of (laughs) what current voiceover is right now.
1: Stop. that's so nice. (laughs) I don't even know what to say to that. Thank you. That is nice.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well you know, in continuing with this, you literally just signed with a new talent agency, ACM Talent. What, like, (laughs) <laughs> tell me no, about exactly. it how do you feel what? oh my goodness it's Same.
1: like what uh what well, i've been trying to uh team up with acm for the last three years i've been in voiceover since 2014 but started kind of talking with acm in 2020 and they kept saying like it's not really the right time like we think you're good but it's not it and then literally this week they were like it it is time and i felt like that alien and toy story when the claw comes i was like <laughs> <laughs> <The> club. <class. laughs> I was like, I mean, yeah, of course, I'm, I'm super excited. And Mark Gus from ACM has been nothing but supportive and positive towards me, as well as basically everybody I've ever talked to at ACM. I mean, I'm just I'm really thankful for the opportunity. And I I'm, I'm like nervous, but I'm excited.
0: <laughs> now, you just mentioned the thing about six years. How long have you been reaching out to them to try to join the roster?
1: So since since 2020. So I met Mark through Clubhouse, like through the Clubhouse app. He was Mm -hmm. doing uh, like talks once a week and having people come up and read. And, and I don't know, I heard about it from somebody else. And so I joined and read for him and I got great feedback and I was like, oh my gosh, like that's it. I've made it. He's going to sign me. (laughs) And of course that's not what happened at all. Like he was like, you know, like, again, I think you're good. It's just, it's not the right time or whatever. And I felt like now looking back on it, I really wasn't ready. And I, I feel like there was a lot more I needed to do. So when he came to me this week and said, it's time, I was like, Correct. It is. <laughs> it is right
0: <correct. laughs> now. Did he reach out to you, or did you reach out to him again and tried your luck that way?
1: I have talked to him multiple times, um, but I actually this time he reached out to me. So it just goes to show that like, you really never know when that opportunity is going to present itself and when somebody might respond. I mean, I have submitted multiple times. I've been told no multiple times. Last night, he hosted a talk instead of on Clubhouse, he did it on LinkedIn. And I was like telling everybody, I was like, one time I sent him an itemized list of why he should put me on the ACM roster. (laughs) I was like, number one, here's number two, here's number seven, here's number eight. And I, I honestly like based a lot of it on what I've heard him talk about like I I listen when he was talking on Clubhouse I listen when he posts on social media and so I was trying to speak to the things I thought he was looking for even when I sent that itemized list the answer was still no <laughs> so <laughs> um but but he he was like no no he's like I appreciate the hustle um he's always that's something he's always said to me so yeah he reached out this week and asked if we could have a conversation and uh, you know we we got to talking and ended up you know agreeing to sign on. And it's very, it's very exciting. I feel, you know, great about it. I feel victorious after three years of trying.
0: You see, and that's the thing, because again, I'm going to use those words, gold standard, like you (laughs) hustle your ass as best you can to get to where you want to go. And that's how the mindset of not only just a voice actor, but every entrepreneur should do. But I want to take a moment to just turn back time just a little bit, just just a (laughs) tiny bit. When did you realize voiceover was for you? Like, when did you realize, you know what, all or nothing?
1: I mean, I always really liked it. And I started doing it in 2014 just because I missed radio, but I didn't really want to go back to radio. (laughs) And anybody who's worked in radio can understand what I mean. (laughs) But... You might know, but you know, I oh, mean. Oh yeah,
0: it's still a, it's currently a, in it now.
1: It's a tough industry. And so I really did kind of miss it. And I was like, man, it was it, like, there were so many times when I ha- I was really enjoying it, but I, I don't know, I really want to go back to a station. So started doing voiceover just on the side, like just because I kind of missed it. It was like a hobby slash side hustle. It honestly wasn't until 2020, until the pandemic, because my business had been losing, obviously, income because I wasn't working. And I was like, oh my gosh, like I don't know what I'm going to do. So I just started taking classes through Actors Connection in New York and like them. I think one of the first classes I took was with Daikim Lyles, who's a casting director and coach from New York. And I was like, wow, like this is so awesome. And then I was like, I feel like I should try to, you know, do this full time. And my sister Mia was like super instrumental in pushing me in that direction. I just Shout out to Mia Scarpa. Shout out. Shout out. Yes, she's, yeah, she's great. She's an equity actor in New York and she works with me in my voiceover business. And and she was really pushing me to do it. So I feel like in 2020, I started to be like, OK, I think I think like this is the path, but it it came out of like, obviously unexpected circumstances with the pandemic. And, and if not for the pandemic, I would still be teaching singing to like kids in my hometown. Like I wouldn't, I wouldn't be doing this. I'd still be doing little projects, voiceover projects on the side, but it's because of the pandemic that I even started looking at it professionally saying like, maybe I could do this. And now like, I feel like I super belong, which is great.
0: It's that feeling that you realize you've been doing this for so long and there are times where we voice actors, we doubt ourselves, we doubt ourselves in terms of, OK, this is the long haul. Is that old cliche? You know, it's a marathon. It's not a sprint. And, <laughs> um, and yeah. that cannot be further from the truth. But not to bring you down a little bit, but what would you say would have to be the biggest trial and tribulation that you've ever had to face?
1: In voiceover? Or just Absolutely,
0: voiceover? It just in...
1: <laughs> like, voiceover in life? I mean, in life, how much time you got? No, okay, in voiceover? <laughs> okay.
0: Both. Why not both?
1: I mean, in voiceover, I feel like in the beginning of, you know, in 2020, it was like I didn't know what I didn't know, and I was really over eager, and I kept, like, naively... I don't know, like thinking that I, I was going to have some kind of big break. Like I really didn't know like how the professional world of voiceover worked necessarily. So the hardest thing was getting recast by a big brand. I had like told a bunch of people like, I don't want to say who it is, everyone. But like I booked this thing. and Everybody was like, ooh. And then I was like, just <laughs> kidding. They recast me. So let's not talk about it anymore. Um, That was like really hard to come back from. And I, I just kind of learned more about being patient before like sharing things and understanding that in this business, things can change in a minute. Like you might think that you're going to be the final voice and you're not going to be. So I try not to get too attached anymore. So I'd say like, that was real, that was kind of a tough moment in the beginning, but Yeah. I mean, in life, I don't know, like being, (laughs) becoming a young mom, uh, getting diagnosed with an autoimmune disease, like we could go on all day. (laughs) There's a lot of tough times, but I feel like I've tried to persevere through all of it. And I think a lot of the tough experiences in life helped me have pretty thick skin and voiceover and be able to push through. Like, whereas, you know, it might make other people feel like they want to give up or they feel demotivated. I feel very energized by like rejection. (laughs) I don't know what's wrong with me, but (laughs) I kind of like hearing no. I'm like, okay, that's fine. Like, we'll see. And then I a
0: little, for a little bit I of a little it. bit of a masochist mindset. Yeah, <laughs> like, I'm like, I way. really
1: like that. Yeah, like when someone says no, I mean, it does kind of suck, but it does motivate me as well. And I, I've really learned not to take things personally, I think, in voiceover and just try to keep pushing forward.
0: I remember you said this the other day when you were discussing your entire lifestyle. And yes, you just mentioned it just now becoming a young mom, you know, having your son. And I'm assuming you were you are a single mom. Mm hmm. Yes. So you pretty much had to do this all (laughs) 26. Yes. Uh, Shout out to him also. Shout out to Michael. Yes. Yes.
1: yes.
0: (laughs) And you had to do this all on your own. What would you say to the people that do have families and do have kids and are bombarded with so much outside of the lifestyle, the nine to five, the, Mm -hmm. you know, taking care of your family, taking care of bills and whichever. And yet they want so badly to put all their passion into this thing, what we're doing now?
1: I mean, it's such a hard question and I definitely empathize like when people come to me for coaching or we're just having like Zoom coffee and they're talking about all the responsibilities of life. I mean, that's even something like you and I have talked about. And I mean, when I first started VoiceOver, like my son was, you know, in high school and I had gone back to school to get my degree. So I was in college full-time. Graduated with honors, worked in a family business, worked other side jobs, (laughs) raised my son who was playing sports at a very high level in high school, especially volleyball later on in high school. So, oh, I never missed a game. I was at every game. And then also trying Go to find mom. time to do voice up. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm always there. Like, oh my gosh, when he played like literally growing up, I was like, team mom, work the snack stand, you know, of course. Like, what else would you expect? But yeah, I mean, like there's all these other responsibilities and like all these other directions, you know, and I was married and got divorced. So then there was like that, there's just that as well. Like, you know, having a partner- for a a certain period of time and then not. But, you know, you have all these things like pulling you in different directions and you're like, but I'm trying to do this thing like voiceover or whatever that I'm super passionate about. And I would just try to find whatever time I did have in the day and make the most of that time. Like when it came to voiceover, especially like, okay, I only have an hour today. So I'm just going to do, you know, these auditions or these projects and, and whatever. So that's the hard part is like finding the time. But it's like, if you really want to do it, you can do it even with these other things going on. It was not always, it wasn't my full-time income until six years in, you know, when I finally was just like, we're going for it. And if we end up homeless, that's what's going to happen, you know? So, um, it was very, it was very difficult. And I, like I said, I definitely empathize with people that are in that situation. It's something that I hear a lot from people, like how am I supposed to make progress when I only have, an hour or 90 minutes a day. And maybe that 90 minutes isn't until 10 o'clock at night when the kids are asleep, you know?
0: It's that mindset that we always have to have when it comes to discipline and literally rolling with the punches. Because other people, when they see ones that are successful or even grinding or still trying or even new veteran, whichever, they think that it's easy. But the problem is they have no idea the amount of sacrifices that we have to make in order to... Mm -hmm do a job period because back then home studios weren't much of a thing.
1: No, mm -mm. no, they weren't at all. I just had a little USB mic and I don't know, like I was just doing my thing, like totally ignorant to like what voiceover is really like. And then the pandemic hits and like suddenly everybody's popping up with studio bricks and Neumann's and Sennheiser's. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, like, wait, I need to catch up. You know, (laughs) I was like, uh, I need to go on Sweetwater right now and spend a lot of money.
0: (laughs) Oh, my. Oh, Sweetwater. I can just ah, remember. Shout out to Sweetwater. Shout out to Sweetwater.
1: Adam is Sweetwater, the best rep, always helping me with everything I need. I always tell everybody to go to Sweetwater. This is not a paid promotion, but if it wants to be, talk to Mike Garcia. <laughs> yeah,
0: there you go. The fact that we have the Sennheiser.
1: I mean, we're just saying if Sennheiser Sweetwater wants to sponsor this. We're not going to complain. We're not going <laughs> to complain about it.
0: <laughs> oh, my goodness. Now. You have a studio, you currently have a studio that is not only your voice business, but it's a business that actually, you know, is aside from coaching, Positively VoiceOver, what is that exactly?
1: So I have a studio, okay, so I have Positively VoiceOver, which is the coaching group, and then you have Positive Voices, which is the studio, and sometimes, like, people are like, wait, which is it? And then my Twitter is also Positively VO, so I was like, oh my gosh, all right, anyway. <laughs> so, all right, so, so positive. positive- I'm very positive. What can I say? All right, Positive Voiceover is a coaching group where you know people can join, and we do all kinds of things like classes, workshops, workouts, marketing meetings, and all kinds of stuff. Positive Voices itself, it was the studio that I opened in January of 2020. Haha, <laughs> pandemic said. Just kidding. <laughs> and it was a vocal performance studio, and I slowly during 2020 transitioned it over to being a full voiceover studio, and then in 2021 started adding on other services like casting and writing and audio production and things like that. So we have kids, teens, and adults on the roster, Mike included, who just recently joined. Yay. And yeah, I mean, I just like giving opportunities to people and kind of having this this studio is a way to for me to provide an extra service to clients. And then also we do a lot of classes and workshops and educational programs as well. We mentor people. We try to volunteer and things like that. So it's really me and my sister working for the company. Uh, my mom was working when I had a physical space. But then when I went virtual, she like moved on with other things that she's interested in, like jewelry making. And she wants to be, okay, she wants to be a life celebrant, like celebrating weddings or even like doing a life celebration for like someone who's passed away, which by the way, my mom's like amazing at that kind of stuff. So, so yeah, that was really just me and my sister kind of running this studio. And, and I really enjoy it. I, it's a like a really important piece of, I think my life and I like having it. It's, it's a lot to try to manage my own career and then the studio and then a roster of talent but, but I really like it, you know, so it doesn't really feel like work most of the time.
0: I can remember the time where I actually did do my very first demo with you. At that studio, and I remember I was so excited, and I met your mom, and I met your dog. (laughs) My dog was there,
1: yeah. Oh my
0: god, yes, I remember (laughs) wearing the little pampers.
1: Yeah, yeah, she was wearing the pampers because she had like I don't know, she had like a bad reaction to like a vaccine, to the rabies vaccine, and she like literally couldn't walk, and she had no control over going to the bathroom. It was like super stressful. But you, you came to Connecticut, and I, I always tell people like out of all the voice actors, I feel like I've met literally thousands of voice actors. I've only met three. IRL. And like, you're one of them. <laughs> it's just you <laughs> and Dominic and Nicole Draper from the voiceover couple shout out to Dom and Nicole. But yeah, that's it. Haven't met anybody else face to face, but I'm trying to change that this year with a couple people here in Connecticut and having, I'm trying to do an event later uh, in the year.
0: Ooh, um, that's exciting. Yeah. You'll
1: be you're like, listen, I'll be driving over. Yeah. yeah I've had people from like <laughs> New York, New Jersey, like Massachusetts, Rhode Island, like all around say even people, Maryland saying like, Hey, if you're doing something in Connecticut, like, uh, I've got, I've got a plan. Okay. And it's, it's going to be I have like someone who might speak and like it's he's not in voiceover, but he's like an awesome person. And I'm pretty, I'm pretty excited about it. Very like motivational. So I'm thinking about doing that later in the year. But anyway, yes, you came to the studio and we did your first demo that you came twice.
0: I did. I did come twice. The first one, I don't remember which one it was. I it was either the first or the second time, but there were a couple of guys that were like two doors down and there were like (laughs) weightlifting with them. Biggest grunt noises I've ever heard of. And I had to I'm like. You were Dude, not
1: having it. You were not having it.
0: Dude. Oh my goodness. I was so.
1: I usually just put up with it. Like, I would just kind of wait for it to stop. And now you, you literally marched down the hallway. And I was like, oh my gosh. But they, they, did be, they did turn off their music and they did stop yelling and throwing weights around. That was definitely frustrating. And there was like an air conditioning unit in the wall in the building where the studio was that was like super difficult to cover. So I was like, you know what? It's just not even worth it. And I was doing so much work at home that I was like, I could do all of this virtually. Everybody's getting their own setups anyway. Like, I don't really need to provide that to people because the standard is that, you know, you need to have a setup at home so what do you need me for so i just end up going totally virtual and that's how i run the business now
0: that's awesome that really is awesome in the
1: metaverse no i'm just kidding in the, me-
0: <laughs> in the met. but oh my goodness don't <laughs> don't get don't, let's not get started with the metaverse right. yeah. oh my goodness <laughs> listening hours upon hours on those alone right? holy crap yeah. now the thing about voiceover coaching yeah i know you coach a lot of kids a lot of children yeah what is it about coaching them that just brings a smile upon your face?
1: Um, I mean, so I in my family business, because I- you're
0: you're essentially the voiceover mother.
1: I am the voiceover mom. Basically. <laughs>
0: you are the voiceover
1: mom. I'm on page one of Google for, for a for kids voiceover coach. That's that's that SEO baby. All right. SEO, anyway, so, yes. So um, well, my parents, so they had a theater, and I I worked for many years, like my basically my whole adult life with kids and teens, and I always loved it. I really loved bringing them a lot of confidence, and and it meant a lot to me. And when my parents retired, and asked me if I would take over like, I didn't really want to be in charge because I don't know, like I, I would be like sitting in board meetings and planning budgets. And I'm like, I just want to work with the kids. Like, I'm not trying to do all this like CEO crap. I don't want to do it, you know? So um, <laughs> anyway, so um, my parents respected that, which I really appreciated. They ended up turning it over to somebody else. But you know, it's funny, like, I'm so used to working with my family and I turn around one day and like, they were all gone. And I just was like, you know, this just doesn't feel, it just like doesn't feel the same. So like, I feel like I need to go too. So I ended up leaving. And the hardest part about leaving was the kids. Then when I had Positive Voices, you know, I was teaching kids, but as the pandemic kind of, as things started to change with the pandemic, like a lot of kids that were doing voiceover kind of went back to their regular lives, playing sports, doing theater, and that's fine. But the hardest part of leaving the studio space, physical space, was not working with the kids anymore. So I really started to focus on that with voiceover. And I mean, the kids are great. They're they are all across the country. Some of them are new, and I'm teaching them how to do this. Like they're theater kids or just kids that were interested in it. Some kids are doing this really professionally and they have agents and managers. <laughs> like some of them are like the real deal. Like they voice with like Nickelodeon and with Coco Melon and all this stuff. And one <laughs> girl has been called back with <laughs> Disney twice. And I mean, another one has a call back next Next week, Like, the kids that I've been coaching, I feel like have seen a lot of success, which is great. I'm super happy for them. But they're also just, I think, learning a lot of, like, life skills working, you know, with me working with them, too. So, um, yeah, I don't know. There's just something about it that is, I just love seeing them feel confident, be creative, succeed, like, let their emotions out, because I feel like all kids do is stare at their screen all day. <laughs> so Well, yeah, that's you know? been
0: going on a lot, apparently, during the pandemic. And even, even during that, like...
1: Of course, I mean, then you have the pandemic. So it's like, now they can't go anywhere. So of course, they're now they're really on their screens because it's the only way they could do anything. And, you know, like the ability to really convey emotion like facially something my sister and I talked about like way way before the pandemic like years before we would be standing in front of the teens and we'd be like if you have emotion register it on your face because you're so used to looking at your screen that like igno- like acknowledge like emote feels like show me what you're feeling we would just go crazy about it but I feel like voiceover it's so nice because they can really show these range of emotions and be creative and we have a lot of fun together on zoom and I'm super proud of them their parents are great and I feel really lucky that that they've asked me to coach them, you know? I mean, it's like definitely of, co- uh, don't get me wrong, I love coaching everybody, but like really working with kids and teens, like that's the highlight for me.
0: And you still keep in contact with them or the majority of them as you can?
1: Yeah. I mean, definitely the kids that I'm coaching for voiceover, like I talk to them pretty regularly. And you know how voiceover is, like the deadlines for auditions are super tight. So, for example, today, like there was a deadline, I don't know, one of my kids got one and the deadline was 9 a.m. tomorrow or whatever. And her mom's like, please, can you fit her in? And I'm like, oh, my gosh, like this day is crazy. So in between like uh, coaching that I had to do and talking Mm -hmm. to you today, I was like, okay, get on Zoom and on my break, I will help you and that's it. But I do stay in touch with some of the kids that I used to direct in theater. There are some kids that are like juniors, seniors in high school that I still talk to, which is really nice. I was just texting two of them the other day and they were like, "Let us be your assistance." Like they were like, "Yes, let us work with you." They're like, "You're big time now" or whatever and that that was really nice. And sometimes I'll have I'll meet up with them for like coffee or ice cream. So some of them have stayed in touch and that's been really nice, but you know, I get it. Like, I'm not expecting like teens or whoever, even co- college, whatever, to always stay in touch. Like, I know I'm just kind of there for part of the story. And hopefully, mm-hmm. like, I left them, you know, better than when they first met me, like more confident, believing in themselves. I think that I did a lot of good work for kids and teens. And I really do miss being in person because I feel like I, I was able to do some really great stuff, especially during the pandemic. I worked so hard for them. Like, my gosh, I saw them. Almost, I mean, definitely every week, but multiple times a week from May of 2020 all the way through December, I was with them all the time trying to help them in person, you know, masked cones, six feet apart, <laughs> spraying hand, sanit- spray hand sanitizer, spraying. Oh sanitizer my goodness. Literally outside, like in people's backyards, in parking lots, on the town green, in a dance studio that I rented, like anywhere I could be to try to help them through that year and keep it normal. I tried to do so. I, I really, I really do miss it. Even though voiceover has been super fun. Like there's always moments where I'm like, man, I miss it. And just recently I was doing a promo workshop with Dave Walsh and I read mm-hmm. A Disney promo and he gave me really great feedback and the other people in the class were like oh my gosh that was amazing and they were like well I just feel like this kind of kids thing it's like in your heart and like I just like I just broke down crying and I told my sister about it and she's like oh my gosh like what was the promo I was like it was literally like watch Disney Junior like it was so it was like so uppy. and I'm just over here like crying I'm like oh like I miss seeing the kids like face to face you know it was funny I get I get emotional about it
0: (laughs) Now, how young are these kids when you coach them even till now? Like, how young do they go?
1: So the youngest one I coached is the younger sister of a girl I coach. And she's five. It was. Oh, my goodness. It was very cute. Um, I did coach a kid, uh, I don't know if it was her or somebody else, but someone couldn't read yet. Well, not read, but like, you know, like not really read yet. So I yeah. was like saying the lines first and then they were repeating after me because they weren't quite old enough to read everything on the page. So, but we got a great audition out of her. So I would say most kids I coach are like between nine and 14. That's pretty much average. I have a girl okay. that's older who's older in high school and we met because she lives in Florida and she was paying her own way. Just not because her family didn't support her, but it was just not possible for them to do so. This girl was working two jobs, like a catering company and a golf club, going to school, getting good grades, and she's paying her own way. So I was like, all right, like I'm going to help you for like little to nothing. And then voiceover, voice actors raised money to get her a microphone and everything. And I was just like, man, look at this girl like go, you know, like she's just making it happen. And And then within a month of getting her microphone, she booked her first job that I sent her. I was like, amazing.
0: That's awesome. Congrats to her.
1: Right? She's great. Yes, Vanelli. (laughs) I'm just shouting everybody out. Shout out to Vanelli.
0: Vanelli. Shout out.
1: Yeah, Vanelli's great. (laughs) Super talented. That girl's going to go places, you know. Two jobs and she's in high school? (laughs) Oh, I'm like absolute respect for her. And I was so proud when she booked her job. She was so excited. That was great to see.
0: Vanelli's going places. She is. (laughs) Now, being a coach... Yeah, being an actor and all of your years of experience that you've had, what would you say has been one or a couple of the? Mm, how can I phrase this? The biggest ick that you've seen that voice actors do, new or
1: uh, whatever, right.
0: like like the thing where you go, no, stop, no, okay. hey, that's right, wrong, right, that's right. wrong. I
1: don't like, th- I don't like saying it, but I'll, I'll get, I'll just give two, and then I'll try. I'm gonna try. I don't, I don't so just a couple. Say- all right, okay. The first is that like whenever anybody like starts in voiceover and they feel like the only content they can make is like how to do voiceover, and I feel like it's kind of important if you're gonna tell people how to do it that you are do. I, you know what's funny for for some I feel like I'm always coaching and teaching and stuff. I really, if you notice, I don't really make content about how to do voiceover. I'm not like a big fan of like making content around it. Not that I don't think other people should, but just for me personally, I just I don't know for whatever reason I don't really feel comfortable. But anyway, I noticed like sometimes people are kind of newer and they're like giving advice. And I'm like I mean like that's not really like correct Mm. or accurate so that's like one I feel like there's other ways to make content and it could be around voiceover without you needing to be like the voiceover guru and then the other one is um like when people super want attention on social media and they're like I'm really sad today like everyone send pictures of dogs (laughs) or whatever and I'm like listen like if you're having a bad day like I'm happy to support you but like if you're having like you know a million bad days or like, especially if you're like kind of relating it to voiceover, it's like, it's not great because, you know, you got to have a lot of thick skin and you need to be able to deal with things. It's like, if you're an agent or a casting director, you're like, listen, if you're going to get like all bent out of shape about like, you know, a casting and like need all of Twitter to come together to lift you up, like it's it's probably not like a great fit necessarily because I need you to be like strong. Like I said, you just can't take it personally. So I guess like those are my tips. It's not really it. It's just like, I'm just, yeah, I'm just kind of like,
0: you just know. no. You, you no. Just oh yeah it. wait
1: also okay no no but this is the real ick okay wait no but now really th- those ones are just like don't do it but if i had to name an ick it would be when people like get super like f- weird and flirty like on social media like someone messaged me once and like they were like you're my voice crush and i was like please no oh
0: no i yeah, know.
1: i was Come like no on. and then they will like post i don't know if like you've seen it on twitter but like they'll post uh like like Put this emoji if you think I'm hot. And put this emoji if you want to date me. And put this emoji if you want to be my friend. I'm like, listen, listen, listen. No everybody here is like your colleague. Right. And it's like, I don't, I'm not trying to do like weird flirty time with people. Like I like to keep it professional again. Maybe I just sound like a boomer, but yeah, this person like (laughs) said, you know, Oh, like you're my voice crush. I was like, you know, like, I really just would rather keep it um, like kind of professional and just professional. And then they kind of got offended. And they're like, well, I'm just trying to give you a compliment. I was like, well, now you're blocked because I mean, like I, I tried to tell you how I feel and it's kind of hard for me to set a boundary, but For me, like, yeah, that one really never sits great with me. (laughs) You'll never see me posting that, that's for sure.
0: Well, the thing about social media is the fact that there's a lot of people that get into this mindset where they have to do everything that in a way craves attention. And I get that's what social media is, but I've always been taught this. Social media should be about that other person. It's not really about you if you truly think about it, like it's yeah. not really about you. Yes. You can demonstrate skills. You can entertain, you can, you know, post in a way, whatever you want, but it's for the watchers perspective.
1: Yeah. I mean, I feel like I use social media for like kind of people to get to know me a bit. Like I remember in the pandemic, like I kind of did those voiceover challenges. Like, do you want to be a voice actor? And I was like, but like now like three years later, I'm just kind of like, uh, like, I don't know. Like I just, I mean me again, it's just like my own personal preference, but like, it's a it's a hard line to walk in in social media because you're like, I don't know how to like be on there without kind of like showing off like you want to show you can do all these things. And like, I get it, but I, don't I, <laughs> I,
0: I feel like in my perspective, I get it, and this I get is it. this is my perspective yeah. that you can post relatable content. You can be yourself and voiceover. Again, this is my perspective. So whoever wants to say, no, that's wrong. My opinion, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's grow up. <laughs> I feel like voiceover should come second when yeah. it comes to like posting on TikTok or, you know, Instagram Reels or things like that. And you should have like a theme. You should yeah. have like a theme in terms I get of. What you're like, I don't yourself? know. I, I don't know if I'm explaining myself. No, right you
1: on. are. Cause you're saying like the, vo- vo- I agree with you. Voiceover should come second because like, if you think about it, like, you know, you get to the like higher level of voiceover when you're trying to get the attention of like agency casting directors. So you're like making these TikToks where you're like, I'm going to do a- an impression of this or I'm going to do a dub of that. Or I'm a- and, like, I'm not saying you shouldn't do that. But my point is that like, Everybody who's like, you know, with agents and stuff like, OK, so it's like I always say everybody's good. Everybody went through coaching. Everybody has a great equipment. Right. So it's like if all you're doing is posting just you doing stuff like I feel like they should try to get a sense of who you are as a person. So like maybe just yes. day to day. Maybe just, you know, like I'll post funny things sometimes. Like I like I did one that was like a practical joke on my mom that I thought was really funny. I was like <laughs> singing videos, like just, you know, all different things. So I feel like if you kind of look through my TikTok, you're like, okay, like I kind of get who she is and it's not just me like doing voices the whole time or something. And again, I'm not saying you shouldn't do it, but I just like, incur- like, I, I just saw a video too recently that said like. The trend on Twitch and on YouTube is going to be way more authentic, like these personas that a lot of streamers put on, like it's not it's kind of like dying out. It's not like a thing anymore. It's like they just want like real people. And we know this about voiceover. So why are we not showing more of just who we are and then let the opportunities come if they're going to come through social media, you know,
0: be relatable.
1: Exactly. Be somebody that's like, oh, man, that person seems cool. Like I'd have a conversation with them about this or that, you know?
0: Yeah, it's like Spider-Man. You're like me. You're exactly, just like me. exactly. Yeah. Oh my God. Can you believe that we're almost out of time?
1: I know. Well, we just, we, you know, we got, we to- literally just started. <laughs> I know. I'm like, didn't we just start talking? Didn't we just start? <laughs>
0: what the heck? Well, I do want to ask this one question before we go. This one final question. Okay. What would you say is the number one lesson that you want to give to anyone, whether they're starting in voiceover or continuing? The number one lesson.
1: I mean, I guess like the biggest thing is just, you know, to not be afraid to go after the things that you want. And you're not always going to have the support of people around you. Like, yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. I've been really lucky that my, my family and my parents and my sister and my son have all been so supportive. But there have been a lot of times where there's a lot of people around me who have not been supportive. And I think it was important to set those boundaries and just keep pushing myself forward, like not having dead weight kind of pull me back or drag me down. So I feel like that's the most important thing. Like there's something you really want to do and you feel like the people around you are not always rooting for you. Like, don't let that be the thing that holds you back because not everybody wants to see you win necessarily. And sometimes you either have to just rely on yourself or take your circle and shrink it way the F down and be like, I'm just going to move forward with these people. Um, And I feel like I'm super lucky in voiceover because after kind of pursuing that passion and getting into voiceover and being successful, like one of the best bonuses was just, you know, now having, like, great friends, you know, people like you or Tom Aglio or Luca Pap or whoever, like, people I talk to all the time. I'm like, these people have my back, like, 110%. But I needed to get rid of the dead weight first. Sometimes you got to do it.
0: You have to. As it's the only way for us to progress forward. We have to cut out the negative, the toxicity, to- toxicity. That's a lot of work. Yeah, right?
1: it was it, it was very it was very hard for me to do because, like I said, like I'm just not a person that is always good at like setting boundaries or standing up for myself. And my life is very different than it was like several years ago. But it was like I needed to go through a lot of necessary changes and a lot of hard times to be able to get to where I am. So sometimes, like getting to where you need to go, means making some tough choices and really just trying to do what's in your what's in your best interest.
0: Well, there's no way we can end on that. They're like, we, this yes. Oh my God, I'm getting flabbergasted as it is. <laughs> Gina, thank you once again for coming onto this podcast. Where can people find you? How can they reach you?
1: So my website is ginascarpa.com or Positive Voices is positivevoicesct.com. And I'm on like Twitter and Instagram, LinkedIn, TikTok. It's just like Gina, mostly Gina Scarpa on all of them. I think TikTok is still voiceovers by Gina, but if you type in my name, you'll find me. So yeah, I mean, I'm exactly. Uh, you
0: just even type up your name. Just,
1: just type my name. Uh, yeah, but I mean, I'm always happy to connect with people. I like I said, I'm really thankful for this community. Like everyone is great, and and then this week, like being able to talk about joining ACM and just like the outpouring of like genuine congratulations and support has been great and then there have been days in the last three years where i've had not great days and people have you know really reached out to lift me up as well so um yeah i'm always happy to meet you know new voice actors or established voice actors that i've never talked to before
0: gina you are an extraordinary person i'm really glad that we met at 20 where do we meet 2020 evocation that's where we met yes Mm -hmm. and we are still great friends to this day you And you don't pull any punches. When you tell me not to do something, you, <laughs> mom, you, I
1: was just yelling at you the other day, on Zoom. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it's like, because I, I, I yell because I care. Yes.
0: <laughs> yes. It's not, it's not like an abusive yelling. It's a lovable yelling.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. It's a supportive yelling. That's what exactly. I, you know, when I would work with kids too. I would say that like, I'd be like yelling at them, but it's like, you know, to make them better. They know, they know.
0: Absolutely. Gina, once again, thank you so much. And listeners, if you enjoy this podcast, go ahead. Give it a like, subscribe, thumbs up or whatever people do nowadays with social media. I don't know. And
1: that like button.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And for you and for anyone else, the journey is just beginning.
1: Yep.